with being white like just a white skin mm-hmm. not like white culture but like white skin and like when I was well when I was like younger I used to have whiter skin than I do now but I went to Mexico one summer and I forgot to put on sunscreen because I refuse I hate sunscreen with a passion me too and I came back and I was way darker and my mom was kind of triggered at me she was like um why are you darker yes so already that was like interesting because she just did not like my darker skin and now she just urges me to wear sunscreen not because like it's it's because of my dark skin (laughs) but because of like skin cancer you know yes wear sunscreen guys just that Mm -hmm. anyways um i think and like how would you go ahead no go okay i was just gonna be like okay if you besides that incident how would you like describe your relationship with your mom like back then to what's like now like do you think it got better or i think you have a rocky relationship because when i was younger i kind of wore whatever the main issue between us is my clothes so like when i was younger i would wear whatever she wanted because i didn't know style like i did not know what clothes was at all so i just kind of wore whatever she Mm -hmm. But as I grew older, I think it was like seventh grade, I started getting like a style she did not like at all. And she still doesn't like it. And that's when like the problem started happening, which is funny because seventh grade was a, was trash for me. It was not a good year at all. It never was for anyone, I think. At least anyone we know personally, seventh grade was like a shit year. Yeah, basically. That's literally it with me. I actually don't well I don't know how to like describe it so like okay and I need to like start from the seventh grade because I think that's that's the main issue so seventh grade I this is gonna dive into like boys too so it's interesting so in seventh grade I dated um what should we call him I'm just going glasses. Glasses? Okay, we're going glasses, guys. So I started, well, in sixth grade, I we figured out me and glasses liked each other. And then we went into seventh grade. And then we decided, let's date. You know what? Let's be adventurous. So we started dating. And then I feel like 
he he did scar me emotionally but I do want to thank him because mm-hmm. he helped me find myself and I know I would not be me today let's just say that um to add on to that like what okay so we met in eighth grade which I think that was the time viewing classes were on and off a bunch of times uh-huh. and what I didn't notice is that when they were together they would have the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows like when they were together they'd be like overly cheesy which is good for some couples that's their normal and that's what they like some don't like affection at all but like they'd be overly cheesy and I remember he texting me like yeah, he makes me feel head over heels and everything. But then after you guys broke up, you'd be like, I hate affection. Like, I think half the time when you were with him, you didn't know what you wanted. Because I guess that was a time when you started figuring out stuff for yourself and you just didn't want to be alone, which is why you kept going back to him in the first place, which I feel like ties into your mommy issues. Oh because God. you push away people, but you still want them at the same time. But it's just the negative impact of situations you like the negative impact of situation sort of that's what I kind of noticed you always tend to go negative about like even if you want someone you push them away because that's what you're what that's what your like conscience is telling you at that time yeah it's okay you believe it and it's funny because in seventh grade like okay seventh and eighth grade were where my issues weren't as like bad because they were just starting up so like I found mm-hmm. normal and my parents like they have a healthy healthy relationship they only argue a few times and it's because my dad gets jealous for absolutely no reason um but yeah overall I've had a very good perception of love and people and relationships you know so like I found yeah. in between two people like needing to be there and then as I got mm-hmm. into like freshman year and like all that messy relationship stuff happened in like eighth grade and seventh grade I just kind of grew away from it I didn't want people to touch me I I started hating people like hugging me and I only gave select people hugs and it was only when I started the hug because I don't like people giving me hugs it's very awkward I don't like it <laughs> and yeah it's it's really yeah, I love it. mm-hmm. and like one thing to add on again like you know how I'm glad you have like a good perception of love because that's a good thing because you have to like witness with your parents no matter like what relationship you have with them you know what it could look like for them and you know your expectations are high but considering the generation we are in our hookup culture is there and even though we both actively like actively participate in it does not mean we like it we still want the older like love story no matter how it is we want love but it's hard to find it and where our current situation is friends with <laughs> I know. Which, we, <laughs> which I find myself in and I find you in whew, some interesting situations which we'll get to soon. But it's like it's it's nice that you know what you deserve. But I feel like sometimes you go you have the bar so high up, Haley, but sometimes you just go for guys who are so much like seven feet underground. Like, come on. Okay. I feel like I have a good reasoning for that though. So like growing up, my like, I feel like I've never been enough for my parents. Like, okay, people would- Oh, I felt that. Okay, sorry for that one distraction, but- Ironically, mm-hmm. I came into the room. <laughs> what are you talking about? 
Okay, we were talking about like accessories. I don't, I don't know, I kind of forgot. But, <laughs> okay, let's talk about. <laughs> okay, growing up, at, like people with healthy parents, like mm -hmm. your parents praise you for everything. They're like, yay, good job. Like you did the best you could. But like, as I grew up, I was, okay. Up till like seventh grade, I did not get good grades. I'm not even gonna lie. Okay, continue. Um, a little, okay, yeah, up till seventh grade, I did not get good grades. And it wasn't until eighth grade that I realized, like, okay, I had to get my life together because apparently the grades that I wasn't, that I was getting previously were not enough for them. So like I've just gotten into the habit of like fighting for my parents' approval. So I get in like I know some of you like have very high expectations for yourself and you think you're like the hottest shit. But I just want to tell you guys, some of you guys just need to knock that confidence down a notch. I'm not I'm so sorry. Some of you really do. <laughs> because like the only reason I go for sevens and eights is because of the fact that they have the highest self-confidence mm -hmm. and they feel like they deserve the best of the best, you know? So mm -hmm. it needs my, my little rhythm of trying to fight for someone's attention and love. And that's the reason I get into toxic relationships <laughs> because I get into my rhythm of trying to find someone that gives me the same relationship as I do with my parents, you know? Yeah. yeah and like the one thing where like the guys tie in is like what i notice is that you your parents are like a factor of like everything in your life mm -hmm. and when you're looking into like relationships no matter like he's older or like younger yeah like you always for something that you've been craving i don't know my brain's like a little blank but like you always like go for what you crave when you're younger in a way and then the opposite of that you want both the toxic and the healthy but you just can never make up your mind on what you actually want and i think you're still figuring that out yes actually we will go into my healthy relationships first for the first <sighs> which one is that um you had a healthy relationship? But the one before that, like the old one. The one that was a little bit older. I think that's the only healthy relationship I've had. And it wasn't- I see, like she has so many toxic exes. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> All of the guys I've been. But the one guy I dated that wasn't toxic was the one that was older than me. Like by a lot. Oh, can we talk? Can I can I say something? Wait, it, it is who I think it is, right? Can I can we call him soccer girl? Huh? Can we, are we talking about the recent one or yeah. the early early one? I can't tie him into anything sports related. Can we name him? We'll name Bundy? him. He has a truck. What is with you and guys with trucks? I I really don't know. It's funny because I literally hate trucks. Like, I don't know what's the hype behind them. Wait, I don't know. Wait, okay, wait, okay. So this guy is the guy that I 
Yes, they're right there. Front and right. It's that guy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we're gonna call him Blondie or Chuck. Let's call him Chuck. Okay. Um, can we say the age gap? Yes. Not even talking. Like you guys may be thinking, oh, maybe three, four years. No, this man was in his like what late twenties. Um, yeah, it was interesting. And as like her best friend, I was very concerned. I I was so skeptical at first. I was like, are you sure? Like I was like if it's an 18-year-old, we can get behind that. But like this man was like a man, like a literal man. Yeah. Like he could drive, he had a job, a whole job, a whole house. He was financially stable. Yeah. Holy shit, but like, okay, with him, I remember like when they were like official, how long? Two weeks maybe? Like, yeah. I remember like threatening him. I sent this long ass text of like, you hurt her, you do anything to her. I know people who will literally kill I mean, not kill, um, um, bury him. So, like, I don't, I, were you even happy with him? Like, I get that you loved being in a relationship with him and you felt like good, but did you feel happy? Like, I never asked you that. I remember you telling me, like, oh yeah, your day was good. And that's all I heard that you were feeling good. But like, were you happy with him? Because you do, you are doing like friends with him. Like, did he make you happy? Like, that's like a question I would ask you, like all your past relationships where you felt good, you felt happy, but like, were you happy with them? Like, that's something I feel like. Okay. So I feel like with is him, a good answer. Disregarding him, like he's a whole different part. Without him and like my other relationships separate, I think with everyone else, I was like not happy at all, like whatsoever. Because I found myself like thinking, do I actually like? I was questioning myself every other relationship. Do I actually like him? But with this one, like I did not doubt it at all. <laughs> like I didn't think of it, which was very surprising. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of that, I realized it too. I was like, okay, I never questioned if I like this guy at all. <laughs> okay, that's good. I mean, you seem like an okay guy. I'm still a little. The age gap was just. Yeah. Regardless. I mean, they didn't do anything sexual. I didn't stop them from doing anything. Yeah. I mean, but, okay, wait, besides the him, he's okay. He's still, like, a chapter of your life. I mean, he wasn't good or bad. He just helped you real- like, realize things, right? Yeah. Uh, so what about... Oh, what should we call him? Can we call him Curly Fries? Yeah, sure. Okay, Curly Fries. Curly Fries was like my old best friend, just like a little background. He was like my old best friend from like sixth grade, seventh grade to eighth grade. And I introduced him to Kaylee freshman year. And they really, at first they didn't hit it off, and then second they did hit it off. And that too, very quickly. Like not like a baseball bat, hitting a baseball. It was like a rocket launching, like that fast. Yeah. They were like, they were like those people who two weeks in, they're like, I love you so much. Yeah. I was just kind of like, um, I was like, maybe just because they're both mentally ill, but. <laughs> Thumbs up, casual. No, like, really, I thought you guys were, I just had, like, problems, like, you know, mental illness. So I was just like, maybe that's it. But then they're really just like, oh, man, I love you so much. And I saw the text, and I was just like, hmm, who's going to tell me this is not going to last? Oh, thanks. But, like, 
You're welcome. Okay, Kaylee, you yourself knew it wasn't going to last long. I remember you texting. I think I can find this somewhere. You're like, yeah, he makes me happy. And I'm like, I don't know if we're going to last as long as I want it to be. Yeah. I remember you saying that. What's funny is because, like, I'm a very realistic person to, like, people and to myself. But I feel like to myself, I just don't like reality. So I just mm-hmm. find myself with fiction. Yes. We can understand your little obsession with fiction. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I feel like he, I think out of all the guys in your life, he helped me the most. Like he was the shortest, I believe, but he had the longest impact. Mm, for sure. Yeah, like he definitely like boosted like your barn, no offense, but like freshman year was kind of like, kind of low. I don't, <laughs> it was a little low. Because literally, okay, I think freshman year was the day I started growing, the year I started growing more into myself, more into my family. Mm-hmm. And that's also the year my relationship with my mom grew a little bit, a little bit bad because mm-hmm. kind of just wanted, she was expecting me to be more girly, I'm assuming, I think. <laughs> because like I have more of a boyish boyish style with a girlish style I don't know you'd have to like look at my outfits depending on how I'm feeling because <laughs> depending yes. on how I'm feeling I can like fluctuate some days I look like mm-hmm. a, sometimes I look like a runway model yes where was I going with this oh yeah oh no. Howie Bar was so low freshman year oh yes okay so I feel like with him, I did not recognize toxic behavior. Yeah. He was like, I feel like, you know what? I feel like he was emotionally like feeding off of you, like a vampire almost. Like, you know how a vampire feeds off blood to like survive almost like in a fictional world? I feel like he was like emotionally feeding off of you because even though you were like kind of in a little like rocky area, you were still like okay. Like you showed yourself that like, you were like okay, and you were like mentally good to like others at least. Mm-hmm. And he, you didn't show him that you were kind of like falling apart inside. And he's like, oh, she's she's okay right now. And he was kind of like feeding off of you, and he was like talking about his own problems. And yeah. I remember him talking to you about like that toxic ex of his that he would never let go of. Do you remember him talking to you about it and me telling you stuff he didn't tell you? Yeah, and like he was like emotionally like he was like codependent on her, and she never like realized that because she was too busy like trying to hide that she's not okay. Because at that time, besides her closest friends, she would never like she hated showing people like her feelings because she thought that it was weak. I mean, at least she's like right now she's grown up and she's like if she's struggling, she definitely reaches out to people. But like back then, you would have not let him see that side of you. And he just thought that you were all like perfect and everything. But like, as much as you really are, to me, at least in my eyes, nobody's perfect. And he was just trying to like get attention from you so he feels better himself. Like his life was kind of shitty, not gonna lie, but he used you in a way which is not good for anyone really. No matter what, you know, who they are, it's kind of draining. And I could see that from you. It really, it honestly really was because like, so I do the same thing where it's very hard for me to open up to people depending on who you are. Because like if, they, if you're 
my family member, like one of my best friends, I will, I'll tell you some things. Like I'll tell you more than I tell normal people. And usually if you're like just a normal friend, I won't tell you anything at all. Like you won't, mm-hmm. you like you'll know my basic family history, but you won't know what's going on with me every day. Like I'll mm-hmm. tell you, like you, I tell you, oh, my mom just yelled at me for this dumb thing. But yes. I won't tell that to normal people. Like I won't mm-hmm. tell them on the show. I'll be like, "Hey, how are you? What's up? I'm good." <laughs> yeah, and like the one thing I want to like point out to like whoever is listening, if there is anybody listening, <laughs> like I feel like I feel like why me and Kaylee work is because we're two emotionally different people, and Kaylee's definitely the more reserved one. She's really closed off, and she's really like hard to crack almost. Once again, I like emotionally unavailable people. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sorry. Okay, but like, I'm just saying, like, it's not bad to be reserved and it's not bad to be guarded, but it, what is bad is keeping everything to yourself and not letting it out. And I know kids find different ways to cope, like journaling. I remember you said bullet journal and you're like, yeah. And at least you started talking to me, which I'm happy for. But I feel like one thing I want to put out is, no matter how reserved your quantity you are, give that one person a chance, no matter who it is. Because, like, if you grow, a, like, a close bond with someone, it can help you and it can help them as well. Because you always need a person, no matter who it is, your family, your friend, a teacher, regardless. Like, you need a person to talk to. Yeah. And I feel like that's a major thing. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, 10 people. Like, it can be just one single person. Like, I have, like, what, two people? to other people because again like growing up my parents used to, like me my problems are less than theirs <laughs> like I'll just, um, I'm really stressed over like a test and they'll tell me it's just school I have to pay bills calm down so like mm-hmm. uh, saying oh you're going through more my problems are less <laughs> Yeah, I feel that, but like, you know, not just you, or like anybody else who has the same thing they do. I feel like if you at least acknowledge that you do that, you can work on like bettering that, bettering that and finding like a solution. I feel like the first step to anything is like accepting that you know that you're doing this, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the biggest step you can take, even if it'll take you like a while to get there. Yeah. Um, so like we covered... So the background history. Um, we the boys. Two. Wait, we still need the two. Ooh. 
Yes, speak. Speak, Brad. Who do we have left? We did the old one. Uh, um, we did the first one. We're really disorganized. We did the long-term one. Yeah. We did the most recent one. Oh, okay, most recent one. I would like to say something before she gets into this guy. <sighs> he's like, he's like a little golden retriever, but it's like, there's like a little shadow spirit inside of him that makes him like controlling a little bit. You'd have to say, yes, he was nice to you, Kaylee. He was nice at first and he was spoiling you like a sugar daddy, yes, but in some ways, he was guilt tripping you and gaslighting you. Yeah. yeah you, like, you could see that, right? Yeah. And it always comes from the people you don't expect it from. Mm-hmm. Okay. So why don't you tell them about that? I feel like, okay, this is the other long-term guy that, like, well, not, like, relationship long-term, more, like, talking long-term. So I met him mm-hmm. in grade math class. And then in eighth grade, we had PE for a year. And then freshman year, we had my AVID class together. And we had English. Ooh, Shakespeare love. Anyway, I hated English. It's like a funny to me because I was really good at English. You are really good at English. Yes. My, oh, my only pride in this life is English. Um, okay, so I think I, okay. So I had this thing where I liked him every time I talked to him. Ooh. Yeah. So like in, in seventh grade math, I liked him when we were sitting next to each other. And then when we like switched seats, we like stopped talking. So I was like, yeah, I don't like anyone. And then eighth grade, we started talking again because obviously we were in the same PE class and then I liked him again and then we stopped liking each other because the year ended and then we went to freshman year and then I think it was halfway through the year that no, no, the halfway through the year um, yeah okay so like at the beginning of the year we knew we were in each other's class but like we didn't sit close enough to where we had to talk or like interact at all so I was like, oh, he's there. That's interesting. Cool. But then, like, I, it was during the second semester where our teacher sat him in front of me. He was sitting in front of me, meaning we were in a group together. Like, we had to, um, we had, like, a, a group of four, I guess. And we had to talk to each other, like, a few times. And we were like, okay, well, we don't have any other friends here. So might as well. Yes. Anyways, we had this like thing. I think he was one of my best friends that year just because you weren't there. And I haven't opened up to my other friend I've had since sixth grade that much. The rich one? Basically, yeah. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> annoying. Sorry if you're listening to this, but either way, you would have known. <laughs> Are you listening to this? I don't know. I mean, either way, I have I've had two friends since like since sixth grade, and it one was rich and the other had to buy his own phone. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't opened up to either of them. I still talk to one of them or the other one. We just talk like casually for school. Yes. Or he casually talks to you for school, asking for answers. See, I asked, I asked Kaylee for answers in Spanish. She literally did 60% of the work for me. I get it. the only reason I have a good class. You took a couple of tests for me. And you know what? You know why she's okay with doing that? Because I help her get emotional stability. It's, it's give and take people. And she has, she already has a ton of stuff like on her plate. <laughs> like, okay. Like he doesn't have anything. If we're generally speaking, he doesn't have to do anything. Like he doesn't have any sports. He doesn't have emotional family drama stuff. Um, all he has to do is school. So you would, yeah. Like you oh, well, uh, oh, I, I don't even know what to say to that because I don't even think I have the right to say anything. I know. Just like, damn. Like, yeah, I don't know. Huh. Okay. Oh, we went on a whole ride. It was, and that's like a story time for like another time. Yeah. I'm going to keep those stories. Oh, okay. We were, we were talking about the dude. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yes. So fast forward this year, he texted me out of nowhere. I don't, I don't think it was during break. I think it was two weeks before winter break, like on a Saturday, two weeks before winter break, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, hey, how are you? And I was like, hey, he actually hit me up by sending me a song and telling me not to dance because I told him during class that I did not listen to a lot of rap, but I did like rap. And he only listens to rap, like only. And that's a red flag right there. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, "Here, listen to this song." Then and I was like, "Okay." And I really like the song, so I had it on repeat for like a week. And I ended up telling his other friend, which is like another friend of his that we had in common in the same class. I told him mm-hmm. that I had it on repeat, and it was really good because I didn't want to tell him. And he, his friend ended up, ended up telling him that I, I had it on repeat. And then he was like, hey, I found this out. And I was like, okay, yeah. But he hit me up and he was like, how are you, by the way? And I was like, I'm pretty good. And I forget what we were talking about, but he started talking about something like his mom, his own issues with his parents. And I was like, oh, that really sucks. And he's like, yeah, that's why I'm like the nice kid in the back. So I was like, oh, wait, but I kind of like the kid in the back because you know, they're easier to talk with than like normal people. And then he's like, oh, wait, didn't you like me? And I was like, oh, how did you find that out? I think it was because his friend told him. What a casual way to bring that up into a conversation. I know. know. Anyways, wait, yeah. Fast fast forward, um, you broke up with him because you were bored and you didn't like affection. And he was so overly affectionate, which you don't like. So I'm gonna like, so basically what happened between me and him is he was very nice. He always told me I was really pretty. Even when I woke up, Mm -hmm. he was like, you're really pretty. Even when you like just wake up, you're really pretty either way. And he literally, he bought me gifts we played Roblox and he gave me stuff on Adopt Me. I don't know if you guys play Roblox, but it's a game. He gave me stuff on that game. <laughs> he he was very nice. He gave me compliments all the time. And whenever he couldn't answer, he always told me why. And he was busy. 
and I understood that. But for like, okay, so I'm not used to taking compliments at all. <laughs> so I just was very uncomfortable with that whole thing. And everyone would be like, Kaylee, compliments are good. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But I don't like them. For, <laughs> I don't like them for some reason. Unless you're like from someone I'm very comfortable with. But at that time, I hadn't talked to him since the end of, I hadn't talked to him since like quarantine. So like March, mm-hmm. yeah, I hadn't talked to him since then. So I was very uncomfortable already. And he gave me a lot mm-hmm. of gifts and I'm not, like I grew up with the idea where you don't receive gifts from people and you don't let anyone buy, anyone like buy you stuff. So mm-hmm. I wasn't used to him buying gifts either. And he had got mm-hmm. stickers for my favorite show. And I was like, don't do that. And he tried buying me like a skateboard, which was like a hundred bucks. And I was like, oh, don't do that. I'm like, I'm not, kidding. <laughs> don't, don't buy that. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It was like the one thing. I, yeah. Like the one thing I do agree is that you do deserve to get all those compliments and you do deserve to get spoiled. But I feel like first, even I know that you deep down, you want that idea of being like, you know, showing affection to. Like, for like first, you need to get used to it. Because I could feel, besides the fact that he was way too nice and he wasn't really that your type, because he's genuinely off, like, different from, like, the guys you liked before you dated. But but I feel like you yourself needed to get used to the idea of knowing what you want. Because with every different guy you had, there was always some sort of self-doubt or something you weren't sure of. If you look back, it's always something before with curly fries. It was not knowing yourself with before with glasses. It was not knowing if um, you really liked the person or the idea of yeah. the person you created in your head. And now it was, do you really, now that I feel like the question was, do you really think you deserve affection versus wanting it? You know, I feel like every relationship or like talking stage gave you a question that just left you unsure. So you end up saying you got bored, which you did. And you just end up breaking off things with them, no matter how many times you guys restarted it again and again. I've been noticing that pattern. Yeah. Like, as long as I can remember. I get bored of a lot of guys. I love that. <laughs> I don't mean to sound like I'm a cheater or anything, and I don't want to be a cheater. Trust me, I really don't. But if, like, mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm dating someone, I need to have that like I don't know I don't even know it just needs to be more exciting than like an average relationship you know yeah. I feel like you yourself will know when you found that person yeah because up until now you just settled but I feel like when you meet that person you're gonna know like ooh, he intrigues me he or she or they or an animal or a robot you never know love is love <laughs> I guess I'm dating a robot in the future guys Okay, so is that where we're is there anything else? Because I'm like thinking back and I feel like they probably watch my sister in the back. I'm sorry, but I think you're watching Sophia the first. Yes. But is this where we're ending off? I guess so. There's really nothing else to talk about. <laughs> really? But like if I know only our friends listen to this. 
So if you guys have any ideas, you guys should text us and like let us know. Ideas, guys. We're running out of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna. But like, we don't know how to wrap them up. Yeah. Mm -hmm, we suck at it. But other than that, that's our chicken wrap. We will see you in like 10 minutes because we're filming another one to make up missing a week. Yeah, so we hope you guys enjoy this. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.